Good morning, guys, and welcome to another episode of Father's Fire. My name is Jody Cedric, and every week we get together to explore the joys, the challenges, the triumphs, the sorrows, and yes, the fun of being a dad. And man, I'm super excited. I have a phenomenal guest that's joining me this week. His name is Chuck Hill. He works with men in his church and uh, young men, really trying to help them identify who they are and give them the tools to help them really leverage the gifts that God, God gave them and enable them to become who God meant them to be and to have an impact on their families or communities and uh, the world at large. So I'm super excited to, hit, to visit with him today. And we're going to get to that right after this from the Speak Fire family. I got you. It's coming. Are you ready to ignite the fire? We are Speak Fire. Oh, and by the way, that's fire with a Y. What's going on, everyone? Internal fire. Student fire. Young fire. Father's fire. Leadership fire. Champion fire. <laughs> <laughs> Unlocking the fire within. Thank you all for tuning in. Let's grow. Speak fire. Speakfire.com. Speak fire with a Y. We have a new episode that comes out every Monday at 4 a.m. Are you going to be up with us? Deuces. This your boy Jay Gibson, CEO and founder of Rethink Rich Academy, Rethink Rich Incorporated, with a new face of finance. Get used to it. And I just want to tell you guys if you're looking for elite, financial training and coaching, but not just about investment to help your whole life. I want you to go to RethinkRichAcademy.com. We are doing free training right now for the entire year of 2020. So join me on Facebook at Rethink Rich Academy and follow me on social at Rethink Rich. All right, Chuck, good morning. Good day, actually. We're actually recording this in a beautiful evening. You're yes, outside, I'm outside, and I think both of us would love to just be side by side out on the boat, just hanging together. <laughs> oh, well, man, I would love to be on the boat right now. I'm, oh my goodness. I love being out on the boat, on the open water and just take my mind off of everything. I mean, yeah. it's, it's yeah. beautiful. I mean, I mean, you see from our Facebook and my TikTok. I mean, we spend a lot of time on the boat and it's, I'm a big summer guy. So being outside is just where it's kind of my happy place, especially if I'm on a boat. And just kind of by way of introduction, so Chuck Hill and I, we are part of the um, Sean Hart's Elite Speaking Academy, where we're being mentored on how to have an impact on people's lives that we are that we feel called to. And so we've developed a friendship over the past couple months, and. I've really enjoyed his wisdom, his insight, and I've really enjoyed his uh, Facebook post with him playing with his boys outside. He's got three little boys, and uh, they're always playing football and, and running around. In fact, the other day, you had one, one um, video posted where you had cones set up, and the older boy was like running out of pattern and go, I'm going to go here and I'm going to go here and then I'm going to run. And, and uh, it was funny because as he was running away, he's kind of looking over his shoulder and I wasn't sure if he was looking for a pass, but you're, and you made the comment, Oh, he's looking at his shadow. Oh yeah. That was, uh, that was, 
my, my boy Carter, he's four years old. He's four years old. That was Carter. He, uh, yeah, he's, he's looking at his shadow. And then when he, uh, he caught the ball, took off running, looking at his shadow. And then when he got to where he thought it was a touchdown, he said, touchdown. And it was just so cute. And I was just having one to tear up just watching him grow up. You know, so how old are your boys? So I actually have, I actually have five boys. I have, oh. yeah, I have a 19-year-old. Um, and then in my household with me and my wife, I have four boys. Um, the oldest boy is eight years old, which is Chandler. He was the one out there, one of the ones out doing the drills uh, at the school the other day. Then there's Cameron. Cameron is uh, six. He'll be seven in July. He's my he's my gymnast, so he's always flipping and dancing, and he's just crazy talented. He's so strong. And then there's Carter, which is the one who was running with the football, looking at his shadow. He's four. And then there's the baby, Caleb. Who was out there with us, and he uh, he just turned one in January, and then we also have a daughter. She's uh she's actually seventeen, going into her senior year. So yeah, your family so have a full a little, plate. Yeah, I was gonna say your family's a little bigger than I than I had thought it was, and I, I guess one of the things that I really like about that video that you posted is, you know, as a kid, I always my dad always played baseball with me. I love to play baseball and I always love to play football. And I always tried to do that with my kids. And, um, you know, having that, that time with your dad throwing the ball with you. And, and I mean, those are just really precious memories. And, and I love the idea. I'm, I'm thinking about your son running down, looking into shadow because I remember as a kid thinking, shadows were really cool but i always i always remember too that you know i'd be running down and i'd be imagining having that touchdown moment and just going touchdown (laughs) yeah (laughs) so talk about no one the importance of spending that time with your kids but also fueling those dreams right because you know that guy was imagining getting that winning touchdown yeah, absolutely. I, and I remember being, not quite four, but younger, five, six, seven, eight, probably even, you know, 10, nine and 10, and having those moments and my father not being there. And so um, with all resentment that was present at one point, it's all just, uh, it just turned into me being, um, having gratitude just for just for being him and the man who wasn't there just for his seat. And so um, not having those moments made me want to create those moments, you know, with my boys. So just just being there with them and uh, playing ball or doing gymnastics or whatever it may be and and seeing the smiles on their faces and the joy. Oh, man, like my, my son, uh, he, I coach his football team, my son Chandler, and, uh, you know, he's he surprised me how fast he is. He's so fast and he, he, he so he does so good, even with basketball. And like whenever he does something good or when he, whenever he, you know, uh, does something that he's taught and duplicated on the field or on the basketball court, like I'm, I just started tearing up just watching them just because those moments are just so precious. And even, uh, and, and being there, just watching those, watching those moments, um, watching them grow and, and creating those moments. It's so special 
And, and, I, and I think it's so important just because you can't buy those moments. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care how much money you have. You can't pay for those moments. Those moments are priceless. And the thing is, if you're not there at the time, you can't get those moments back. Oh. And so, and, and so that's part of my whole motivation. You know, my motivation is yeah, to be there in their lives. Cause I didn't have that. And I was going that seeing my football buddies have that. And then two, that I can't get those moments back. So, um, being there every step of the way is, is very important to me. I was um, working third shift at, at my current place of employment, worked third shift for three years. And and I thought it was great because I had all day with my kids, you know, get off in the morning and just be there all day. And they come up from school and I'm there. It was great, but it wasn't great because I didn't have the energy to put into them to create those moments. And so, you know, I was willing to take a pay cut. So I went to my bosses and say, hey, I, I'm willing to take a pay cut and step down just because I need to be back on day shift because I need my energy there for my children, you know, for my wife as well. Most importantly, my wife, but I mean, it's equally important for my children. And so that's what happened. I mean, you know, uh, thank God I didn't have to step down that, you know, the good Lord created a you know, position for me. But just you know, being there and, and having those moments and having that energy to pour all into those guys, it's priceless, Jody. I mean, it's priceless. So you know, I tell fathers all the time that you know, take every opportunity that you can and pour it into your children because you can't get those moments back. And those and those opportunities will live in their heart for the rest of their lives. It's those moments that's going to create their successes in, in, in some form of fashion because that's part of the home training and that's a part of the um that's a part of the memories and that's a part of your legacy you know that that trickles down from generation to generation that love you know and that and those time spent and man i wouldn't change anything for the world yeah you know it's really interesting because as i'm listening to you and i'm thinking about you have a 19 year old now and you have a one-year-old i mean that's a big gap right and I'm thinking my kids are now 18 to 26 and they're at that age where, I mean, I blinked and they were 12 and I blinked again and they were at college. And so those moments go really, really fast. And I often ask myself, it's like, did I capture every, every one of those moments? And, and I look back and like yesterday or the other day, my, my uh, son, um, he went camping with some, with his girlfriend and, and he was telling me where they'd went. He goes, yeah, we went there one time on a scouting trip. And I'm like, wow, did I miss one of those? And I was like, oh man, cause I, you know, I tried to go, you know, on a lot of those, but there must've been a couple that I missed. And, um, you know, you, you just can't recapture those moments. And so making sure that, you know, at every stage of their life, that you're being as engaged and as involved as a dad as you can, it really does, it, it sets a foundation, but it also sets a legacy for, you know, your, their kids and, and, and going on. And it's weird. Cause I never thought I, you know, I, I don't have any grandkids, which is great. I'm not excited. I'm not ready to have grandkids. I'm too young <laughs> to have them. Right. But you know, this yeah. white on the chin that, you know, would say otherwise, but you know, it's just, it, time goes so fast. And so, 
Now, making sure that you're making time is really critical. So like one of the things that we did is, as a family is we made sure every Monday night we did something as a family. I mean, it was, there were no baseball, no anything like that. When they were, especially when they were young, it was easier. Monday night was family night. We'd have dinner and treats and, you know, we'd play games. Sometimes we'd have a spiritual thought, you know, and, and really try to make sure that we had that time in addition to Sunday, because a lot of times you get Sunday, you're going to church and everybody else is, you know, doing all that thing. And, but you're not capturing those moments together as a family. So we made sure that we always did that. And then we always made sure that we had a date night for Judy and I. So kids always knew that they had a family time. And they also had, you know, dedicated mom and dad time. And I think that's really important that you set up some dedicated time because it's easy to get busy working and, you know, doing the yard and everything else, you know, serving in your church and everything else that all of a sudden you're left with no time for your kids. Yeah, I had that was that was actually a problem for me, Um, you know, kind of not knowing how to say no, you know, even, you know, even like in the in the church realm doing things for the church and it wasn't that they were trying to pull me away it's just that it's just trying to be so many things to so many people and then by the time i come come back you know to my family you know my energy is diminished and so that they're not you know getting the whole effort and so you know i had to start learning how to say say no and that you know that i can't or if we're at church and my, my wife got the kids and i'm um on piano um had to just say hey i you know i'm trying to do week on and week off or try to create a way where, where I can help help her out more. And, you know, it took me, it took me a little while to learn that. And I'm still working on getting better at that just because, you know, some of those things I wasn't taught growing up where I didn't see it. And so like, even like seeing you and your wife on social media exercise and then just doing all the different things that you guys do. Like I take note of those things. Like me and my wife, we exercise a lot now, um, you know, like, you know, I won't say because of the pandemic, but, you know, I, I give thanks to the pandemic because it allowed us to have more of a, a closeness, you know, in that area and, and kind of, you know, watching you guys, you and your wife, even um, what you said, you having to, you guys had to create a date night because we got a family night. And I think I just need to be more consistent and more instrumental in making sure that we have a date night because we try to create a date night, but then we just don't plan our day out right with the kids to get them down in bed enough or early enough that we can go have a date night. And so uh, with that being said from you, it just motivated me even more to really um, be instrumental and be aggressive in making sure we have a date night just so our relationship can be uh, just as healthy along with our children relationship being healthy. Because they, one thing that I've, um, that I'm learning too, is that they have to see us happy and see us loving on each other. Cause that's part of a legacy too. You know, they want them to grow up and know how to treat their husbands and how to treat their wives. And so, yeah, I love seeing you guys uh, exercising on social media. I, I need to start recording ours. Maybe it'll uh, motivate someone. And I, if we even get involved with the kids, we have a, a you know night where the kids they all come in and we're all exercising, and it's just it's just man, it's so beautiful. And just watching my kids, man, it's just you know it's it's, it's a, it, I'm a, I'm already an emotional guy, so I'm I'm just tearing up every time I see them doing something <laughs> you know that make me proud. And, you know, I just you know I'm tearing up and I'm at, and I'm talking to my wife about it. And she's like, yeah, I was tearing up too, because we both we both come from um, different walks, but we both we didn't see you know we didn't see marriages coming up. We didn't see a mo- mother and a father in the house. So 
you know, so those things we, you know, take notes at getting better on, you know, and we just, we watch successful married couples and successful mothers and fathers and, you know, learn from them and just try to be instrumental and engaged in everything that our children do. And it, and it, and it really pays off, man. And it's, and it's beautiful. Well, there's a couple nuggets in there that, that you kind of, you talked about, but they're hidden if you don't really look at them. You know, both you and your wife came from homes that didn't have the ideal, right, family environment, right? But you determined as a couple that you were going to start a new legacy. And I think a lot of times, you know, men and women struggle with, it's like, well, I never saw it. So how, what, how do I learn how to do it differently? And two, how do I really dedicate my heart, my determination, my dedication to see this through and figure it out together? And, and I'll never forget, you know, when Judy and I first sat down um, and told my dad that we were, my mom and dad, that we were going to get married. My dad said, well, I'd like to talk to you guys just by yourself. And, and I'll, you know, we sat down, we're sitting in the kitchen at the table. And he said, he goes, first of all, he goes, number one, I'm really, really excited for you. He goes, I love you, Judy. I've loved what you've brought to our family. And, and I'm really excited to have you as my daughter. Number two, he goes, I want you to recognize that I see that you are now beginning to create your own family. So I want you to know that I'm going to give you the freedom to create your own family. And the only time that I will ever step into your marriage is if I ever see abuse. Other than that, he goes, I want you to build and I want you to struggle and I want you to you know, work together and pray together and play together. But I want you to go build your family. We're not going to be the nosy parents stepping in unless, you know, in the case of abuse. If you want my advice, you can come, but I'm going to give you my advice and then you have to go make the decision. And I love that he gave us, you know, at, at the very beginning, the freedom to to build our marriage. And I think a lot of times, uh, a lot of couples struggle because they're living in the shadow of an overbearing parent or a lack of a parent. And we really had the opposite. We're like, go fly, go soar, go build your family. And, and I love that you and your wife said, you know what, we're going to make a new legacy. Yeah, and one thing I that one thing, you know, if I can bring my dad up again, one thing that I, I learned from him, which helped me make my decisions as well, was that all of his children were outside of his current marriage that he had. When I was when I was born, he had I have, I don't know, a bunch of siblings on his side and they all was outside of his marriage. And so once me and my wife got married, I decided, you know, that was motivation for me to have my children. It was my my, teen, my 19 year old. Um, I had him when I was 18, and he, he's now uh, with me and my wife. So after him, you know, I, I just kind of told the good Lord, I'm like, my next child that I have, I'll be married. And then I kind of said some other things in the area of I want to, I'm going to be married by the time I'm 28. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Not knowing that I was like speaking that over my life. So by the time 28 rolled around, here I am getting married. And then, you know, me and I hadn't had another child since my first child until me and my wife got married. But that was motivation for me to have the legacy or break the curse, if you will, of having children by multiple 
women outside of a marriage. And so um, when me and my wife got married, I was proud to be able to say that all of my, you know, all of my children together were together and not, you know, me going out on her or whatever. And so uh, that's been real, real good motivation. And I, I'm still learning a lot as a husband. I, still, I mean, we'll be married 10 years on the 12th of this month. And I still got a lot to learn. I still got a lot to learn. And what's motivating for me is to hear experienced husbands say, you know, 10 years is still young. That's still a young marriage. You still got a whole, you know, lifetime of things to learn about being a husband. And here these guys are, you know, 40, 50 years into marriage saying this. So that's very encouraging to hear that, you know, on the from the marriage standpoint. Yeah, I, I'm a big believer that marriage is meant to be forever. So I'm like, in the in the realm of 31 years, we're just newlyweds. So let's get rolling. Oh, that's awesome, man. 31 uh, years. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's you know, but it like you said, I mean, you're continually learning and growing. So what are some key things that you think have helped you in that growth process with you and your wife? Uh probably me messing up so much <laughs> um uh really uh and i'm still and i'm getting better at the whole communication thing too and just really you know listening to my wife you know her pouring into me you know how she feel what she like and what she don't like listening to her and also kind of for me you know watching watching models like you know we're at church you know there's you know, the people that's been married for 31 years and 40 years or 50 years, you know, I watch those people, you know, not the people who may be older than us, but they only been married for a few years, you know, you know, 15 years. I want to get my information from the, from the gray heads, if you will, <laughs> as far as, as far as far as marriage go, they get gray hairs on their marriage and kind of just, um, you know, take advice from those people and watch those people and then just try to be instrumental in everything that they pour into us and which, uh, it was just tough, man, when you, when you don't grow up seeing it and you're kind of stuck in what you think you know and you, you, know, you start trying to learn things. And so, um, you know, I haven't been, you know, the best just because of, cause of you know, the way I was raised and things of that nature, but I want to be better and I want to get it right. So whenever I do something wrong, I'm just like, I'm just, oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, you should know this by now. You should know this. And so, um, so for me, you know, just being transparent, you know, I've learned a lot that I've known from our marriage, from me just messing up, man, screwing up, not getting things right. You know, probably a um, majority of that is for me messing up, you know, and then, uh, you know, so 75% mess up, 25% of just, you know, learning from, you know, elderly couples that's you know, been married I, for over time. I love that you're candid about messing up because I think a lot of times we beat ourselves up because, we make mistakes, but really, I mean, that's what life is about. And that's to me, what I've really enjoyed about you know, my marriage with my wife is, you know, we have been 120% committed and you know what I, I messed up, you know, I've made mistakes and, you know, my wife and her, her commitment, her love, her patience, you know, have made a, you know, a huge difference in in our marriage and it's inspired me to want to be better because i never want to break her heart right i want to serve her i want her to feel like the queen that she is and i think 
a lot of times we as men, especially when we start having kids and we're trying to be the best dad. And I, it's easy as a mom and a dad to start to pull away from each other, not intentionally, but because we're so consumed with work and with the kids that we, it's easy to start neglecting that relationship. And, and to me, it's just really, really important. And that's why we're so insistent every week we have a date night. And, you know, there were times when, you know, we, we didn't have hardly anything and, and we would scrape together out of our coin jar enough to go buy, you know, some chocolate chip cookie mix, bring it home. And we would make chocolate chip cookies and then go into our bedroom, close the door and watch a movie, you know, a, a dollar movie from Blockbuster, if you remember yeah. that, but yeah. you know, but we got creative and we just made sure that we always had that time together. Wow. Yeah. That, and, that, and I can relate to that because, you know, you know, we're so busy with the kids and I know I'm so busy with the kids. Like my son, my one kid's in gymnastics. You know, when things were all opened up, you got gymnastics and football and dance and all these different, hey. <laughs> That's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> all these different things going on that you kind of, by the time you get back to each other, you know, you're exhausted. And so, you know, I fall asleep in the bed with the baby. She falls asleep on the couch. And it come, next thing you know, it becomes, routine and then you just kind of start searching and trying to find time for each other and it becomes tough and so like right now you know we're trying to be creative and and put more time into each other and you know having a date night we have we have yet to go through or follow through with a, a planned date night yet we have we have yet to well <laughs> since, I, especially I since the pandemic <laughs> so I challenge you to do that. And, and, you know, it's interesting because, you know, when we adopted our two kids, um, we literally the first two years, because of the dynamic of, you know, bringing new kids into our home and, you know, they were eight, nine, and they had, you know, some emotional challenges that, that we as a family were now confronted with. And we just made it, we just said, look, you know what, even if, it's just because we literally couldn't leave the house without each other for a time. I mean, it just was that dynamic of a situation. And so we would just say, all right, at Friday night, after the kids go to bed at 10 o'clock is our date night. And we would go in and we would pop some popcorn or we would make some milkshakes together and we would go sequester ourselves in our bedroom, close the door because we couldn't leave. And then we would just sit and visit, we'd cry, we'd commiserate, we'd laugh, we'd watch a movie. And we would, on those nights, I mean, we would be up till one, two o'clock in the morning, just visiting and enjoying and, re, you know, being reinvigorated by having that time together. And some nights, I mean, we would have the milkshake and we'd be just so exhausted that we would just curl up and, you know, cuddle together and go to bed, you know, halfway through a movie. And it's just, sometimes you, your personal situation may force you to be a little bit more creative. Maybe you can't go get the nice dinner or go out to the movie like you, you need to, but that time together is so critical, not only for you guys, but also for your kids. Our kids know that mom and dad have a date night. They know it. They see it, right? And 
one of the great things that I had as a kid is, and you touched on it earlier, is, you know, seeing, seeing how a dad loves and treats his wife. I mean, I remember my dad all the time coming up and, you know, swat my mom in the butt or, you know, putting his arms around her and hugging her from behind and, and sometimes doing the jitterbug together and seeing your kids, your kids seeing that with your wife is really, really important. Yeah, man, I appreciate you sharing all of that with me, man, because <laughs> that is so helpful. That is why wow, that is so helpful. And that those are things that we talk about. And and I accept that challenge to you know to create a date a date night. And fortunately, we have a 17-year-old daughter that we can say, hey, we give you a couple bucks you know, this night every week, you know, to keep the kids and even if it's just, you know, keeping them downstairs while we're in our room or whatever. And so uh, we're, de we're definitely getting back on, on that because a few times that we did in the past, that was, was always beautiful. But I mean, I mean, even though some of those times we might've been talking about issues or talking about good times, either way, it was still good and beneficial for us, you know, as a, as a unit. Cause you know, when you're, you're married, you're a unit, you're, you're one. And so yeah. she heard, I heard when I heard, she heard. And so, Man, I, I appreciate all those. You just dropping those nuggets left and right, Joe. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> well, you know what, and and I've gained so much from you just listening to you, and and that's really the purpose of Father's Fires. I want to find men, and I've been really blessed. God has put phenomenal men in my circle where we can talk about our desire to be good husbands and fathers, and you know, I think a lot of times there is a very strong narrative and arguably so that there are many men that are missing in their homes, whether that's they're missing because they're so you know, involved with work or sports or they're, you know, playing golf or they're working all the time or they're divorced. I mean, there are many ways that you can be absent. And, and I'm like, no, you know what? There are good men out here. And when I started father's fire, it was to find, men that were examples of that and so i really appreciate the example that i've seen in you and witnessed in you as you and i have become friends over the time and I, i'm just super excited so kind of in wrap up um now what are some key things that you would tell a young dad that are critically important for him or even a more seasoned dad because you have a 19 year old son so what are one or two key things that you think are really, really important? Um, I'd say one is to hang in there because it's going to get tough. There's going to be adversity. Um, you're going to have money. You're going to be broke as a young father. You're going to you're going to have a job. You may lose your job, or you may be on a job where you're making decent money, but the environment is toxic. Um, hang in there and have the mentality that. When you go to work, you're not working for you. You're working, this is for your kid, or this is maybe if you're a young father with a young family and you're married, this is for your family. Um, keep your eye on the prize, which is providing for your family. Because if you don't keep your eye on the prize that you're providing for your family or providing for your child, then you can fall victim to the cancers in that toxic environment at work. And, and, and for the seasoned dads, I'd say, you know, that, that time is necessary. That quality time is 
you know, it's more beneficial than any pair of shoes, than any um, any outfit, any game. When you plant plant those seeds is one thing, but if you don't plant when you plant those seeds, you have to come back and water them for them to grow. So as a seasoned father, you need to know that you need to plant those seeds and then water them. Hey Chandler. Chandler just stuck his head in. That's great. You, I love it. <laughs> thanks, bud. You have to plant those seeds, but then you have to water because the watering is just as important as planting them because you know you don't want to plant those seeds and then you start getting weeds growing around them. And by that, I mean, you know, you plant those seeds, you don't water them, you know, you just allow them to walk into anything, you know, watch anything or, or listen to anything or come home with their problems at school and you don't address them or you don't have to talk to them about the bully um, or you don't prepare them for the bully. Um, I like to say that because I feel like um, it's not the bully. The bully is not the one that, creates the fear is the fact that you know not knowing who you are and not being taught to stand up for yourself in the midst mm. of adversity gives the bully power but um yeah i would say watering those seeds and, and plant or planting those seeds and watering them for those uh seasoned fathers and and making sure you get that time in don't be so overwhelmed with work and so overwhelmed with uh hobbies or duties or whatever it is that you don't put that time in like and i, I have i could have a rough day at work and um and actually that's part of why i got uh, an iphone for facetime for when i was working third shift so i can see my wife and my kids when i'm at work but i could be having a you know not so good day at work and be frustrated for whatever reason and as soon as you know, my wife facetime you know, i facetime her and i see her and then i see my kids like the frustration in it the irritation is immediately gone and i'm just refreshed and so now i'm you know, um, my tank is back on full and I can start over with my day. And um, I mean, not that I let those things affect my actions as a supervisor at work. I'm still the same guy all the time, but you know, things be bubbling on the inside of me on how I'm feeling depending on the situation. And I get that, that phone call from, from those guys and I see those faces and instantly I got a clean slate. And I'm just like, you guys just made my day. And sometimes my day be so bad you gotta excuse me. Sometimes my day be so it'll be so bad, not bad like that, but just so frustrated or just so overwhelming that just seeing those guys on the phone, just I just instantly be, instantly become grateful and thankful. And I really, like I was saying to the young father, I look at the bigger picture of why I do what I do, why I'm going through what I'm going through, and why I'm in the process of going to the next level of uh, my, you know, my my business or whatever is for them. They changed the whole dynamic of my thought process when I see them. Just like when you know when Chandler was born, and I was going through a whole bunch of resentment and going through all these things emotionally because of my past. And when he was born, and 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 the doctor put him in my arms, like a, a immediate healing took place. An immediate healing took place, and it was just like supernatural, and I and I couldn't believe it, but it was just. It's the same feeling that when I'm, when I'm at work and having a bad day and I see those guys on my phone laughing and smiling in there, hey, daddy, and it's just, oh, man, it's, and and as as a seasoned father, man, you need that. You need that. We need that, and, and, and they need us there every step of the way because you can't get those moments back. You, you know, like you were saying that you were looking at your children, how they were eight, and you looked up, they were 12, and then now one's 26 how fast that time go by, it really does fly by. It really does fly by. So that time is really 
precious. Like time is of the essence when it comes to your children. Every moment, if you can be there for every moment, if you can't be there for every moment, help them understand why you can't be there if you're not there, just so they understand and they know. But you know, quality time, you can't buy it. Okay, how much money you got? Can't pay for it. And it's 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 necessary, it's highly necessary as a seasoned father. If you're a young father, just stick in there. Stick in there, don't quit, don't give up. Stick in there and know why you're doing it. And everything will be good. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being my guest. I mean, we could easily keep going for another 30 <laughs> minutes, but I just, I just really do appreciate the friendship that you and I are building. Absolutely. Um, guys, please go out to Facebook connect with Chuck Hill. He's doing some amazing things, working with men and fathers and husbands. He has a great program. He's, he calls it the toolbox, working to give you guys the tools to help you become better men. So please reach out to connect with him. And I tell you, you can tell from our discussion, he's got wisdom and he's got passion and he's got a vision for what it means to be a good husband, a good father, and ultimately to be a good man and to be the blessing that his children and his wife need. So thank you so much for joining me, Chuck. It was a true pleasure. So thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I look forward to the good times to come. Our friendship. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys tuning in. You know, every Monday we get together to explore the joys, the challenges, the triumphs, the sorrows. And yes, I'm telling you, it is fun being a dad. I, I love being a dad. I was built to be a husband, built to be a dad. And you know what? It, it's all about trying to help all of us catch that passion and vision. So we will check you guys same time, same bat channel, just next week, right here on Father's Fire. See ya!